Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast, myself, John Norman and Steve Harmison, bringing you a show following uh, every single England match of the T20 World Cup and possibly another uh, podcast here or there when some of the other big matches take place. Don't forget, Cricket Collective is also with you every Tuesday on TalkSport 2. Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmison for that one. But for now, it's a chance to look back at the opening game for England and West Indies uh, in Dubai. And uh, one team had an absolute shocker. The other team, well, I doubt it's going to get any better than that. Perfect day for England, less so for West Indies. You're listening to Following Up. Okay, so if you're listening to the show, you uh, probably know by now that uh, England are beating the West Indies by six wickets. 70 balls remaining, chasing down the 56 needed inside nine overs. Every single thing Owen Morgan did today paid off. Moen Alley opening the bowling, as we predicted, um, on uh, Steve Harmison's Bowlfast Talk Straight uh, YouTube channel. Well, Moen Alley, four overs, one maiden, two for 17. Chris Wokes with a wicket in his first over. Tamar Mills with two wickets on his return to the England side after four years. Chris Jordan, um, the best economy rate of the, uh, of the lot. Well, up until Adil Rashid, that is, who bowled 2.2 overs, took four for two and was on a hat-trick. In fact, he'll never come closer to taking a hat-trick. When England came out to bat, well, you can imagine... Uh, they did so with one eye on the net run rates. Uh, well, that proved to be key, possibly why Darwin Milan, who was picked to bat at three, didn't appear despite England losing four wickets. Roy and Butler um, opening up. Butler's still there at, at the close, hitting the winning runs with 24, uh, but single-figure scores for Roy, Besto, Ali and Livingston. Plenty to discuss on the show. Thanks for joining us here on Following Up. Story of the day. So, Harmy, question to get us up and running. Um, were England brilliant or West Indies just bloody awful? 
Um, we've got to say a bit of, a bit of both, to be honest, John. We've got to say a bit of both. Um, I'm sitting here with a great big grin on my face, not because I've had uh, I've had birthday greetings from all over the world and thanks for all of them, but uh, you know what? I've I seen this. The minute that squad was picked, West Indies go and play the next game and get 200 and win comfortably. This is about, this is the West Indies. And, um, I, I, and I, a lot of people were like, yeah, saying to me, nah, you, yeah, this is a good West Indies side. This is not, this is a shambles West Indies side. They've picked a lot of old blokes who potentially could go on and beat some of the best teams in the tournament. But you're also going to get performances like this. There was no application. There was no will to just grind out a, a score, try and get this was brute force at its, at its worst. They thought it was at its best. The surfaces that we're playing on are tired. A lot of lower scores are going to be in this in this tournament, and you're going to see people that are going to try and belt it out of the park come unstuck 10, 15 yards short of the boundary. And that, for me, was West Indies. I thought Morgan was brilliant today. Anybody wants to question Owen Morgan, you know, just look at that display. You know, there was a surprise right at the very start. I didn't pick Tymel Mills. I had Mark Wood in. You know, Mark Wood was playing every day of the week for me in this in this first game um, at the expense of Mills. But good on Morgan. He sees that the left armour is the option because obviously in the warm-up games, David Willey's done well, Mills has done well himself. Um, and he's gone with he's gone with Mills because he needs one fast lad, at least one fast lad. I can see England playing two in the future. But the superstar, as always, he retired from Test match cricket. Everybody kicks him and doubts him. Let's sing his prayers. Mo and Ali was brilliant today. Absolutely mm. fantastic. He took a great catch, which gave him a little bit of confidence. He bowled four overs in the, you know, he bowled all his overs in the, well, he bowled three overs in the power play, but all his four overs at the start. I thought Mo and Ali was brilliant. He got two for 17, man of the match. Um, I think Owen Morgan's had a fantastic day. And I thought, you know, good signs for England. Butler gets off to a good start. Roy had a beautiful shot of extra cover, then found a way of getting out. But I think Joss Butler getting not out at the end there, I think that is good signs for England. All Everything base is covered. I think England's had a great day, and I think the captain's had a, you know, as good a day as he's probably had in his leading England for, for a, quite a while. What have England learned today? Um, that brute force is not going to get them too far in this tournament. That, and I hate to say it, that I shouted for a year that I still think Joe Root should have been in this in this group, and I think that might come back to bite England. Might just come back to bite England. We don't know why David Milan didn't bat. It was we are speculating because we're trying to get the net run rate and just go hell for leather and try and get the game finished as quick as you can. I can understand that, but I think England are going to have to learn that brute force is not going to win this tournament. Jason Roy hit a great ball over top of extra cover. You know, gone hard at the next one. Hard hands out in front of yourself and you don't quite time it. Plink it straight down a fielder. Liam Livingston back to the bowler. Great catch, by the way. But I think you're going you're gonna to have to have a little bit of touch, a little bit of experience what England have got. And I think they're going to have to learn that how they get to 140, 150 is not always going to be clearing the rope. And the good sign for me was that's what Josh Butler did. Josh Butler hit a big shot when he needed a big shot, when he when the ball was on to hit it. 
but he wasn't looking for it every single time. He hit the ball into gaps. He hit the ball through the field because they were there because of power play. Um, like I said before, right at the top, this is a great sign for England because Josh Butler looked as though he's got the surface. Bear in mind, he didn't play in the back end of the IPL. He's got the surface. Um, and he, he he assessed the situation very, very quickly. Um, that, that is good. That's good for England. Mark Wood, I think, might have had a little niggle after the second warm-up game. So possibly that's one of the reasons he didn't play. Um, looking at how England shaped up today, you do realise just how important Moeen Ali is in that eleven. One of the things that surprised me at the toss was Owen Morgan made made a pointed made a point of saying that England are having to do this without all rounders, with a mm. nod to Sam Curran and Ben Stokes. And I thought, well, hang on, Moeen Ali is an all rounder, mm. you know. And also, isn't it really odd that he didn't play any of the T20s earlier this year in India? I thought that was really really strange, but. You know, if if he's finally showing everybody why he should be in this side now, at least it's not too late. Um, but there's still going to be a feeling, isn't there? Because England went in with the extra batsman today. You you are suggesting that's how they should operate yeah. moving forward, yeah? So you're quite happy with Milan staying at three, and you're not thinking you could possibly make this side even stronger by either putting Ali up at three. Or moving everyone up one and Bairstow going at three and selecting a Mark Wood um, or a David Willey um, to just bolster that uh, that bowling lineup. Possibly, quite possibly. You, I would only have done that if I had another recognised good spinner. Uh, that would be my only reason I would leave David Milan out of this squad, of, this, of the squad of players I've got in this team, if I had another recognised spinner. Because bear in mind... We've just seen Mo and Ali bowl a whole of a power player. In the grand scheme of things, in an ideal world plan here, or plan, you know, in, in the plan for the 20 overs and against the good sides going forward, you wouldn't want Mo and Ali bowling all, for, all of his overs in the first eight. He did that no. because he was going well. Yeah. All of a sudden, if the milk him come back, I need, a, I need a second spinner to go right between sort of 12 and 14, uh, 12 and 16 before I bring my death bowlers back on. So that would be the only way I would leave a batsman out in this. I don't see the point of picking another seamer because I don't think you really you really need to go to that that other seamer. I think them bowlers there are good enough and you've got you can get two overs out of Livingston quite comfortably for me. So I'd rather have a batsman that's in there. Um, and if it is Milan that does get shunted down the order every now and again, so be it. But I don't see the point of picking another seamer. I really don't on these sort of surfaces. I think if I had another decent spinner, I'd potentially go down that route. Um, Mo and Ali had a you know a good deal with the ball. Didn't really see him with the bat. Um, the one good thing about England, and I think Mo and I mean Owen Morgan will be will be happy, and he's you know he's doing the he's on my screen now. We're doing the post match press conference. Can't hear what he's saying. But I would imagine we'd be saying we've got flexibility in this group. We've got a group of people who are flexible. We've got bowlers that can bowl in the power play and at the depth and in the middle. And we've got batsmen that can bat throughout. And if Milan has to come down the order, so be it. If we, we need him to be at the top of the order, well, he's number one ranked player in the world. So he's got the credentials and the minerals to do that. So that, for me, is what England have potentially learned. And that was good. And when you talk about all-rounders, 
for me, you've got Josh Butler, who's a fantastic all-rounder, gloveman and wicketkeeper. You've got Moen Ali, who is a fantastic all-rounder, batsman and um, bowler. And I think you've, you've got, got to recognise that our captain is a fantastic all-rounder because his decision-making in the field, his field settings and where he had his, you know, the way he manoeuvred his bowlers, for me, that two disciplines are more valuable than any anything else in the captaincy and his experience. And a little sign for me tonight that his touch was there. You know, he only got seven, but he hit the ball down the ground. His first two scoring shots were beautiful. And all he did was he hit the ball down the ground comfortably, but his balance was there. His head was over the ball. He hit the ball down the ground with timing and with touch. And I thought, you know what? You know, talk about this kid being out of out of form. He's just hit two balls where England's other players have gone hard at the ball, got caught and bowled, and Morgan's just shown a little bit of touch. I think you'll go off there feeling a little bit more confident than what he was when he was with KKR. And what about West Indies? It's going to be easy just to, you know, slam them for the way that they went. But look, Jared always calls these throwaway games. Four or five wickets down, you knew where this game was going. They are always going to play this way. The one thing I will say is I expect Roston Chase to come in for the second match, uh, possibly for Hetmeyer, uh, just to stop, you know, they've got so many um, left-handers, haven't they? And that's the other thing. Moeen Ali, we said, was always going to bowl in the power play. I don't think he's going to be bowling the power play necessarily to uh, to teams with right-handers at the top of the order. But West Indies, they'll, they'll win more than they'll lose. And I don't foresee them changing the way they go about things. But when you consider their batting supposedly their stronger suit. That was a chastening start to the tournament. But 1992, Pakistan bowled out for 70-odd or whatever. They got off to a terrible start. It's not how you start a tournament, is it? It's how you finish it. No, it's not. But when I look at Pakistan in 1992, they had Imran Khan, they had Wazim Akram, they had Wakar Yunus, Ramiz Raja. I'm talking characters. Characters. I'm looking at this team. I don't see characters here. I see, I see I see players having a good time. I see players chasing the million dollar and chasing a good time. If yeah, but, beat, but hang on, hang on. They're these having a good guys, time. Yeah, but They're having a good guys, time. For me, yeah, this, I've guys, seen this coming, not a problem at all. And these, I can see this happening again. I can see this happening again at least once before the end of the tournament. And their tournament for me will only last six games. And that will be the, sorry, five games. And that'll be it. I, th- th- that side there doesn't get past the Super Sixes. I'm sorry. Because yeah, they've got if, it, if if they've got players that if they don't hit it out of the park, they'll keep trying to hit it out of the park. And these wickets aren't conducive to hitting the ball out of the park. You know, ten rows ten rows back on a flat one, bang, not a problem. You know, in Australia, this is a good side. In the West Indies, on good surfaces, this is a good side. We're not playing on great surfaces, and for me, that's why West Indies will find wanting. They'll get two hundred again the next game. They'll get bowled out for 80 in the game after. This is, for me, that's a champion team. Moment of the day. Well, in a crazy day, uh, with a crazy result, it's difficult to pick out one moment of the day. Um, but if you were to pick out one, which would it be? I thought Mo and Ali's catch. I really do. I'm talking about confidence. You know, everything that goes. And it was just a catch. But it was a good catch. And it got him going. And he got England going. And then the rest of the bowlers fell in suit and bowled the West Indies out for 52, 55. For me, that was the moment of the day. It was like, it was, 
I always believe with Mo and Ali, he's one of the biggest confidence confidence players going. If he gets off to a good start and he gets away, there's nothing going to stop him. He caught that ball, which was a was a difficult catch, but it was a good catch um, off Lewis. And I thought that set England away. Took, turned into his bowling. He gets a couple of wickets, bowls his four over straight, and he he took he led, you know, he set the tongue for England. And for me, that was the, the moment of the day, in my opinion. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, then, Harmy, uh, who's up next for England? Let me just uh, check the fixtures. We need to do a, a little prediction. I probably should have had this ready, shouldn't I? But uh, it's been a, a bit of a crazy day. English Sri Lanka. Oh, Bangladesh. That's right. Yeah, I'm going ahead of myself by a whole week. Um, England, Bangladesh uh, coming up on Wednesday at 11 o'clock a.m. UK. Um, Bangladesh were poor in the warm-ups. Actually, I keep calling them warm-ups. They weren't warm-ups. It was a qualifier. They were quite poor. And actually, it looked like a mom was about to knock them out at one stage. But England today, everything went their way. Very rare that that happens two games in a row. Um, due factor is going to be a problem, isn't it, throughout this series? You know, back is, bowling but, second, especially if you've got a lot of spinners, which Bangladesh is, do. You've got, it's a day, I think England playing a day game against Bangladesh. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. I think it's, it's a day game. So the yeah. heat is going to be, the heat's just as, so you've got the due in the night games. You've got the heat during the day. And I've had a couple of messages and spoke to Mark Wood a couple of times. And he said the heat, the heat at times is unbearable. And it's, that's just a, 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 a different thing that you have to, to factor in, especially from, from an English point of view. But I fully expect England to go and steamroller uh, Bangladesh um, on Wednesday. They go, then go to Australia at the weekend. And if England can have two positive results in the next two games, you'd fancy them that to be, you know, with Shranka and South Africa to come, South Africa look the shambles. Um, nearly as bad as what the West Indies did today. So I think England have got one more big game in this group, and that's that's Australia. And I, I don't want to sound arrogant for saying that, but England look like India look like they are going to be the two teams that are going to walk away with their groups, top of the group. Um, and the games are going to fall nicely for England because you know, you've got, you say, Australia in the middle, and then you've got you know, two other games with different... You know, teams have got different strengths with Shranka being more spin dominated and South Africa being more seam dominated. This was the big game for England. And this was the set, the marker set and England have set a marker to every other team in the tournament and said, right, we are, we are one of the favorites and we are going to enjoy being favorites and good luck. Anybody that stands in our way. So well done. Owen Morgan and his team. Brilliant stuff on me. We'll, we'll be back, not uh, on Wednesday, although we will be, we will be back on Monday, won't we, with a podcast looking uh, at the India, 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 India game, uh, <laughs> <laughs> India, Pakistan game, uh, which takes place on Sunday. What a match that could be, by the way. So, yeah, look, plenty of cricket to come. I have absolutely loved the uh, T20 World Cup. Uh, technically, it's only a day old, but the last week has seen some of the best jeopardy ridden cricket I've seen in quite some time. Long may it all continue. Can England continue with this ridiculous start? We shall see. West Indies, South Africa, by the way. You see a team knocked out pretty much, whoever loses that one. So, yeah, thanks for joining us here on the following on podcast. We will be back on Monday.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.